Welcome to the Nashville Women's Health Podcast. This podcast was created as a way to provide education and connection to the women of Middle Tennessee. My goal is to connect you with local women's health and fitness providers so you know what services are available in your area. I am your host, Amy Bailey. I'm a local women's health physical therapist, yoga instructor, and life coach. Thank you for joining the podcast and being a part of this amazing community. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of the Nashville Women's Health Podcast. It's your host, Amy Bailey, and I've got Chelsea Matthews with me today. She is the owner of Catalyst PT, and she's another physical therapist like myself. So I'm really excited to have you here, Chelsea. Hey, Amy. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on. I'm so excited to be here. Yay. All right. So we're going to talk shop a little bit today, which is um, a little bit different for my listeners, but I'm excited to talk about uh, physical therapy and just kind of get the word out about what we do and why we do it. So give everybody just a rundown of your bio. Yeah, sure. So my name is Chelsea Matthews. I'm a Nashville native. My practice here in Nashville is Catalyst Physical Therapy and Performance. I see clients in person here in Nashville and virtually all over the U.S. Um, what I specialize in is helping active people get out of pain without giving up their workouts by customizing their workouts and their mobility plans. There's a big myth out there that pain means you have to stop working out or you have to take six weeks off. And I'm really on a mission to help people know that you can stay active and get out of pain with the right tools. Yeah, I agree with that. I get calls all the time from people saying, hey, I'm calling you because I reached out to another physical therapist and they told me I couldn't go back to CrossFit. Or I couldn't exercise. And I'm like, wait, I want you to exercise. Yeah, I know the same thing happens to me all the time. I'm like, oh, yeah, because it's, it's like, you know, you're like me. It's when you're active, it's such a big part of who you are. And having to give that up is nobody wants that. And there's so many ways that you can avoid it. Yeah. And I think just getting that message out there to people that it doesn't matter if you're injured, there's something you can probably move on your body. Totally. Your injury is. Yeah, totally. And I think especially if you are active, a lot of the types of pains that people experience can actually be totally uh, reworked if we just tweak their training plans. And I think when you go to someone that is active, they're able to help you with that. But sometimes, unfortunately, people don't get that message. So I'm excited to spread the word too. Yeah. And I think patients need to know that it's okay to find another provider or it's okay to interview providers and find the right fit for you. Yes. Yeah. I think that's so important. And it's something that I really encourage people to do is get multiple opinions because when you're working with someone, you're working with their knowledge base. You're also working with their mindset and the things in life that they value. If they're a really active person, I think you're going to approach it differently than, than someone who might not. So it's so important to get, get opinions and find someone that feels like a really good fit for you. Yeah. I love that. I love that way of thinking. Okay. So we were going to talk a little bit about imaging today, which I think is yes. a fun topic to dive into. I'm so excited to dive into this one. There's so many myths and misconceptions and we can bust them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So just kind of start us off on imaging. Um, you know, do you see people who come to you who have already had imaging or they want imaging kind of just go through kind of what a typical thought you have is on this? Yeah, sure. So I've been on both sides of this. When I first started in my career, I worked in larger clinics um, in different parts of the city. So a lot of my clients had already been to a physician and already had imaging done. Now I'm in a different position. A lot of my clients have been using them out or Instagram or online. And so I'm seeing them directly and there's not as much imaging that's been done. I think one of the most common misconceptions with imaging is there's actually a lot of people that have positive imaging findings that don't have. So, for example, 98% of us have degenerative disc disease by the time we're 80 years old. 
So it's actually a very normal part of aging, but when we hear that word, it can become so scary. And I think a lot of people start to wonder, well, if I have this on an image, does that mean that I have to stop doing what I love? Or maybe they've even been told that, but what they don't get told is it's actually a really normal part of aging and you can have no pain and have those things show up on imaging. Yeah. You know, I would hate to see the image of my spine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've been active my whole life. I'm 43, so my spine probably looks like a wreck, but I have zero pain. There's no reason to modify my activities. Mm -hmm. um, but I think, you know, we have to remember that whoever reads that image is trained to find things that are abnormal or look different than what we would consider normal. Totally. Yeah. So you get that report and it looks like a nightmare. Right. Yeah. And it goes back to, I think what you said earlier about, you know, finding the right provider for you, because if that person's, you know, been trained, obviously they're looking for red flags and they're looking for, for big things to really protect their patient. But if they're trained to treat those types of things on imaging with surgery, injections, or medication, oftentimes that's a recommendation they're going to get versus if you go to someone that treats a bit differently, you're going to get a different recommendation altogether. Yeah. So what do you tell people when they come in and they've got this report and, and it doesn't correlate with your findings. Like, how do you even assess for that even? Yeah, so that's a really good question. A lot of times, so we'll use, you know, disc bulges or degenerative disc disease as an example, just for the purposes of this. There are specific symptoms that correlate with disc issues, like um, numbness and tingling going down the legs, bowel and bladder changes, things like that. And so what I'm looking at is, are there any red flags that are coming up from this image? And then I'm also looking at are there other things that could be explaining their pain that are not related to what's on the imaging. So the thing that we know about imaging is it's actually very poor at predicting why someone's in pain. It's great to have to rule out those really scary things with car accidents and trauma, but it's not good at actually telling us why someone's experiencing pain. So we're looking at muscle trigger, muscle trigger referral patterns. We're looking at movement patterns. We're looking at all these different things that we can treat and getting those improved so that we can get out of pain. Yeah, so it's finding the driver of the pain. Exactly, yep. yeah, exactly. And that can be so many different things, you know, stress levels, nutrition, movement patterns, there's a lot that we can dig into. Yeah, yeah. So what about the people who come to you and they haven't had any imaging done? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so typically, you know, 95% of low back pain, I'll just stick with low back pain since we're talking yeah. about that, has no, um, sinister cause. And most literature out there now recommends that we only do MRIs for low back pain if there are very specific red flags. So I'm looking at those. Uh, but again, 95% of people don't have those types of things and, and don't have to be concerned about it. Yeah. So are there any times that you are like, hey, I need you to go get an image? Yes. So it's happened probably twice in my career. Twice? I know. So far, it's incredibly rare. Um, but, you know, same as you, we have this training of there are a couple symptoms that if those pop up, it's like, hey, you know what? I'm, I'm pretty confident there's nothing going on here, but I do want you to get this checked out just in case. So it's incredibly rare. And, you know, if I see something that that's popping a red flag up for me, we'll send them out for sure. Yeah, I agree. I feel like sometimes it just self-imposes. I don't know if that's the right terminology, but people, once they get that image, they think, they have more pain than they do, or they have more disorders than they do. And sometimes it can be a barrier to them healing. Totally. Yeah. And there's even research out that people's certain people's pain levels do get higher once they see that image. Cause I get it. It's scary. I remember being really young and being told that I had scoliosis and I thought, 
oh my gosh, well, I probably need to exercise different and I need to do all these things different, but no one, no one told me that I could have that and, and not have pain. So I get it. It's a scary thing. And I think the more people know about it and the more people are educated on it, the more empowered they can feel to make choices in healthcare that, that are right for them. I agree. And it's expensive. Yeah. So expensive. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of money. Yeah. I think that going to a physical therapist and, you know, being a little bit more conservative with your treatment and just your finances is a great way to treat, since we're sticking with low back pain, but low back pain. Totally. Yeah. They've even done that in some countries in, in Australia that going to a physical therapist is what you do for pain before going to see anybody else. And it decreased the cost of healthcare for them. I think that's great. Yeah. Decrease the amount of unneeded surgeries, perhaps infections, all sorts of things. Totally. Yeah. Anything else about imaging? I, I don't want to miss anything here. Hmm. Great question. So I think the biggest thing is just anyone that's, that's heard those things on their images and might be feeling scared and wondering if they can get back to doing the things that they love just to reach out to a movement provider and somebody that can help you through because I've just seen so many clients that have been told those really discouraging things, but once they get the right movements and the right exercises and the right education, they get back to doing all the things in life they love and just that it's so possible and we don't have to be defined by our scans and our x-rays. Yeah. I agree. Even people that call me with severe pain, I'm like, what are you doing? How are you moving? Let's get some gentle repetitive motions in there. Let's do something besides just sitting. Yeah. Yeah. So are people coming to you like that? Hey, I've got something wrong. I've been doing nothing. (laughs) No question. Yeah. So I think there's a, there's this uh, range, right? And I kind of talk about the black and the white and the gray area. Yeah. I have pain. I, this is really scary. I don't want to be doing anything because I don't want to mess it up. And then there are some people on the other side that are, I have pain. I've been pushing through it and pushing through it and pushing through it. That makes it worse. And I think there's this nice, as in a lot of things in life, a gray area that we want to find. Um, but we're not pushing into pain too much. And that's really kind of where the magic happens is finding that balance between the two. And getting people to listen to their body. Yeah. 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 That's a great point. And I think that's something that we miss out on when we maybe feel like or have been told that we have to stop moving altogether mm-hmm. because we don't get those opportunities to learn from our body of oh, okay well walking i can actually do and that feels okay or squatting hurts but lunging feels okay and it opens up all these opportunities for you to to continue moving yeah i love that so let's go kind of on that route with the just being sedentary you yeah. know we hear that old like rest ice aspirin kind of treatment right <laughs> Yeah. 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 Dive into that one. So yeah, that's one of those things. It's kind of like, um, the myth of not being able to let your knees go over your toes when you squat. For some reason it got out in public knowledge and just grew exponentially, but actually there's, there's not research to support that. And so I think the the rest ice ibuprofen thing is something that has stuck around that was really popular 20 years ago and was the, the cutting edge science. Now, as you know, what we found is it's really about relative rest. So continuing to move in ways that you can using ice and ibuprofen in the ways that your body needs to, but really ultimately the more movement you can do, the better. I think that's one of the most common misconceptions out there for sure. 
Yeah, I agree. I've gone back to ice a lot during this pandemic. Um, just mm -hmm. for people, I'm getting a lot of what I call pelvic 911 calls. A lot of people calling oh, me with yeah. pelvic pain because our stress, our diet, our sleep, everything is affected. Okay. So I have been going back to that modality more now than I had previously. Of course, I'm adding in like we have to move, you know, that's critical. But it's funny just how with a societal change, things, you know, can escalate a little bit. Oh, yeah. But it's never like rest, ice, <laughs> take your ibuprofen. It really is. Let's ice and move and right. you know, get the pain down. But let's find ways to get your body moving. Totally. Yeah. You touched on a really good point. Like right now is a crazy time. And we know that stress contributes to pain. We know that there are a lot of these things that contribute to pain. So I think a lot of people are finding themselves, you know, in a difficult time in difficult ways. And the more they can do to get some movement to help with that stress management can be a, a really big game changer for people. Yeah. How do we get people moving sooner? Yeah. Good question. I think so much of it is what we're doing now is talking about it and getting information about people. What can you do when you're in pain? And is it okay to work through pain a little bit? I think all of us have this fear when we have pain of, does this mean I'm injured? Does this mean I'm damaged? Does this mean that, something's wrong. And I think knowing that there are a lot of things that contribute to pain, some of them are stress, some of it's diet, some of it's sleep, some of it's movement, and looking at it from a really holistic perspective, okay, well, what things can I do right now to help my body get out of pain? And then adding in the movement that we can from there and just being really almost playful with movement. Mm, like, I like that. that hurt, but I don't know, let's try this. Let's try running around with my kids and see how that feels. I'm just giving ourselves the freedom to be in pain and work through it a little bit. And I think when we do that, we find that there's actually a lot that we can do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I think a lot of it is just rewriting our, you know, our relationship with pain and what it's okay to do. I think a lot of people that I speak with and even people that are in sort of the movement world are surprised to hear that it is okay to work through pain sometimes. Yeah. There's actually research to support that that can be helpful. So Oh, yeah. Just yeah. with arthritis in general, you know, I hear people saying, oh, well, I have OA, I can't do this or that. I'm like, you need to be doing something. Right. Yeah. It's like the old lotion is lotion saying, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I remember um, when I was in PT school, some of my, my mentors, some of the, the older sayings, but it's such a good one. Oh, yeah. Well, it's rememberable. Motion is lotion. I really like what you said about, you know, just being playful with our movement. Yeah. It has to be fun. Totally. Yeah. We don't want to do it. It's just going to be another thing on our to-do list, which right. we're all yeah. learning. We don't need so much on our to-do list. <laughs> yeah. And I think for some of us that, that have been active our whole lives, it can be really easy to beat up on ourselves a little bit. Like, well, I used to be able to do this and now I can't wow. do that thing. But if we can, like you said, be playful, like, okay, well, running's not feeling good today, but I was able to go and play with my kids and that was movement. And okay, so I am making progress and just zooming out and looking at things that way can make it a lot less discouraging. Yeah. I think yeah. you touched on a good one there running because I used mm -hmm. I say I used to be a runner because I used to run marathons and am like a recovered runner at this point because once you <laughs> out of that it's hard to, you know, well why would I go run three miles when I used to run twenty six? Like it's such a a mind barrier for runners. Uh, I've seen that you've done a whole series on running lately on Instagram, but that's a hard population to when they're injured, you know, keep them active. Mm -hmm. or if they've had some sort of life change where they had to stop running to motivate them to get back into running because they're not at the level that they were before. Totally. Yeah. I think that 
I've noticed that with myself too. You know, I'll set a goal. Okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna run this mile, this many miles, and then you get to it, you're like, oh well, you know, not giving ourselves the credit we deserve. But I think a lot of people are doing more running than normal these days. And yeah. the biggest thing I see is, and I remember this the first time I ran a half marathon was you get this training program and it says cross training. It's like, what's that? <laughs> I'm just gonna skip that. I want to run more. You know. So yeah. you just <laughs> And what I didn't know then at a young age, which we had to go to school for a really long time to learn, and what I really want all runners to know is there are ways to cross train that will support your body in your run so that you don't have to deal with these types of issues. And I think a lot of runners get told they need to stop running or they need to um, take six weeks off, but there's so many things specifically with running, like mileage mileage progression, what shoes are you in? There's so many different ways that we can keep people running. Yeah even if they're in pain. Oh, I agree. Even if they've got, say, a stress fracture in their foot, we can keep them moving. We can Mm -hmm. keep them strengthening. So when they go back, they can really do what they want. Yeah. Yeah. And feel stronger and faster than they did before the injury. I see this a lot with my new moms now. You know, they were running even up to almost delivery and then they're postpartum and, you know, they get that six week visit and they're like, okay, I'm ready to run three miles. I'm like, okay. We're not ready to start running yet, you know, and that's hard for especially runners to swallow that postpartum. It It really is. Yeah. And I think it touches into some of what we talked about earlier, just with, I think so many of us use it for stress management, right? You know, and so when we take that away, it's like, well, what am I going to do? Because this is really my go-to and the things that make me feel good in life. So that's one of the hard parts about it for sure. Yeah. But there are things we can do and we really want to get you strong so you avoid the injuries later. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, you got it. I know even during that six weeks off time, or if you are somebody that has to take time off, there's so much that can be done mm-hmm. to prep you for when you get back to running. And that's yep. one of the reasons that just when people get told they have to take six weeks off, I'm like, no, there's <laughs> death sentence. Yeah. <laughs> so, what type of clients do you see? Tell me a kind of mm-hmm. about what your business looks like, your business model. Yeah, totally. So people that I see are active. It's part of who they are. They've been active their whole life. And for some reason, either it's pain or some sort of injury, they've had to stop doing the thing that they love. And so what I do is sit down with them and look at, and I think there's this misconception out there that PT has to be this thing or physical therapy has to be this thing that you do twice a day, every day for the rest of your life, or you have to do 30 minutes of PT and then do 45 minutes of workout. But what you can do is actually fuse those two things together. So for example, with a runner, instead of doing a lunge, you're doing a lateral lunge. And we'll talk about why that's really good cross training for your body. So what you can do is take physical therapy and really just blend it into what you're already doing. So I sit down with them and look at what are your workouts, what's your recovery plan, what's your training plan, and how do we customize that for you so that you can stay pain-free and active. And my goal for everybody I work with is for them not to need me. Yes. So there's a lot of education that I do of, okay, well, in six months, if you ever have this problem again, this is how you can navigate without me, and this is how you can improve it without me. So there's a lot of education and a lot of teaching people about what is cross-training and how do you do that to keep your body feeling good. And, you know, we talked about running, but there's a lot of different ways that you can do that. You can change your shoulder workouts to help with neck pain. You can change your lower body workouts to help with back pain. There's so many ways to, to navigate that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm seeing a ton of CrossFitters now that I didn't have as my population before. Is that a population that you work with? Totally. Yeah. So I'm I'm based out of a CrossFit gym here in Nashville, CrossFit East Nashville. Uh And CrossFit, similar to running in some ways that we've talked about, there's so much that we can do for CrossFitters that is unique to them. Yes. 
you know, so strength balancing, a lot of things that might not get picked up if they didn't go to someone that was, you know, working with CrossFit athletes. And I think that's a big misconception out there that CrossFit is something that's bad for your body or that you have to have injuries if you do it. And it's just like any other type of sport. It's like, how do we teach you how to train for your sport and stay balanced and you can push it as hard as you want? Yeah. And it's beautiful. It's so fun to watch like a CrossFit competition and see what the human body is actually capable of doing. Oh, yeah. If people oh, are doing cool. it right, it's phenomenal to watch. Yeah. Oh, that's my favorite thing. That's how I got into being a physical therapist, actually, is I went to a Cirque du Soleil show. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Yes. yeah. What people can do with the human body is so incredible. I don't know how I help people do that, but I want to help people do that. <laughs> and so here I am. But yeah, it's the same thing, whether it's CrossFit, running, gymnastics, whatever it is, it's amazing what our bodies can do mm -hmm. yeah so how does your so your work normally you work out of a crossfit gym mm -hmm. five days a week like that's where your office is yep that's where i am yeah so i started uh, i do see clients virtually as well mm -hmm. which i started doing and so i'll do that some from home and some from the gym so yeah. before even we got on lockdown, you were seeing patients virtually. That's great. I did, yeah, I started about a year ago uh, doing that and had some people reaching out from you know, different parts of the country and wanted to be able to help. So launched that up. And fortunately, I, I started that. It's a bit more virtual now than it was before. Yeah. Yeah. And so just like coming up with a treatment plan for someone or mm -hmm. a workout plan. Does that look different for everyone? Is it look different in the gym versus online? Kind of give people an idea of what it would look like when they contacted you. Yeah. So really the only difference between virtual and online is just being virtual. You know what I mean? It's the same. I'm doing all the same different practices, same assessments, same programming for your workouts, all of that. But really if someone reaches out to me and say, for example, they're having knee pain, and we'll talk about what their goals are, what they're trying to get back to, and then we craft a plan to get them exactly there. So we'll look at the workouts they're doing, their mobility, their sleep levels, their nutrition, look at everything that's going on. And then depending on what exactly it is we need to target, we'll go from there. Yeah. But with most clients, what I'm doing is teaching them how to customize their workouts. And there are several different boxes that you want to be able to check with your workouts to keep your body balanced. And we talk about, okay, well, here are those buckets for you. This is why they're so important. This is how you do it. And this is how you keep it going 10 years down the line. I love that. I love that holistic view. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's so important and something that is also really empowering for people. Once we realize, okay, there's a lot that I can do for myself to control my pain levels and to stay feeling good where I don't need somebody else. And ultimately that's what I want for everybody is to, again, for them to feel like they don't need me and for them to just feel really empowered in their bodies and like they can conquer whatever it is they want to conquer in life. Yeah. I say this all the time. You are not your diagnosis. Yes. Yeah. You do you yeah. have ownership over your pain than you think you do or your health even. So I love that you incorporate nutrition and mm -hmm. sleep. Yeah. It's so huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's um, research that shows when our stress levels increase our pain changes and when our sleep levels decrease yeah. our pain changes. So that's a strategy out the gate that we can start using just to get pain calmed down and get people being more active again. Yeah. I love that. Mm -hmm. I did a whole episode. It, it released this week, but I did it on pain and just, how many calls that I've been getting about people in pain because everything mm -hmm. has changed during this yeah. pandemic. Yeah. And one of the things that I found just when I was doing my tiny bit of research for that is like the people that get decreased vitamin D actually report more pain. Mm. I know. And so I know some people are getting out and running more or walking more and getting more vitamin D right now, but some people are becoming more reclusive. 
totally. getting it. And it's probably the people who are in pain. Yeah. So just the importance of getting out and getting that natural vitamin D as opposed to a supplement, which a supplement can help too, but there's no comparison to exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's such a great point. I love that. And just, I know. again, like there's just so many ways that we can, we can work around pain that don't have to involve, you know, okay, let's stop what you're doing. You can keep moving. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I think it all goes back to just keep moving, you know, mm -hmm. how do people get in touch with you? Yeah. So the best way to find me is on my Instagram. It's Catalyst PT. You can also find me at my website, uh, which is catalystptp.com. But Instagram is great. You can shoot me a DM anytime. I'm always so happy to talk to you or jump on a call and talk to you about what's going on and give you my recommendations forward. Awesome. Do you think your practice is going to look different coming out of this pandemic or do you even know? Good question. Yeah. There's so many uncertainties, right? I do know you know, there's certainly more virtual component to it now. I've, if this is something that goes on for, for a long time, I'm working on developing some group programs for people, specifically for getting them running during this time, because I know so many of us are leaning on that. Yes. So a little of it will be to be determined. <laughs> I love yeah. it. <laughs> I think one of the things that I felt like is that my hands are tied behind my back. Um, I did have a virtual component to my business as well, but it was tiny before this. And now I'm doing everything virtually and I'm really learning how to better use my words and descriptions to help clients instead of my hands, you know? Totally. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a whole new skill set, right? Just everyone being virtual with all aspects of business. Like yeah. I'm the the lag on the Zoom calls. Yes. In person it's kind of impossible to talk over someone, but on the virtual calls you'll really yeah, I think we're all learning these new skills and it'll be really interesting to see just how business for a lot of people change mm -hmm. after all this. Cause I think so many more people are going virtual and some people loving it, some people not. Yeah. I think everybody's been really open-minded to it. Everybody that I've talked to because they understand that's all we have right now. Yeah. Yeah. The exercises are great to do online. That's one easy thing I think because we can see our clients move and they can see us demonstrate and, I think for me, it's been a great way to analyze their movement. Totally. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's nice to be able to take photos and show them. And I would say I'm, you know, 95% um, of what I do with people is exercise based. So for me, it's, it's carried over really well. And it's so nice for people to have that convenience and I think that for people to have somewhere to turn right now, because having pain is always a, a bit scary but especially a lot of people aren't wanting to go into clinics and understandably so and so having letting people have that resource of somewhere to turn when they're in pain yeah that also matches what you know what's going to keep them comfortable right now is huge yeah i think so too i think just knowing there are people out here that are willing to help there's plenty of free programs mm -hmm. And social media is a great place to turn for free, not free advice, but, you know, demonstration of exercises and education. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just knowing where to turn to. Do you have any specials or programs going on right now that people can jump in on or learn about? So right now I'm offering a free 20 minutes, uh, basically discovery call with me for anyone that's struggling with pain and not sure where to turn or where to go right now. So you can schedule that in my Instagram bio and hop on a call with me and we'll talk about what's going on and talk about if we're a good fit and if, if we're working with me or if I want to connect you with someone else that I know in the Nashville area. And then I'm also working on developing a group program, so a running boot camp program for people that are 
trying to get back to running during this yeah. time. The gym's closed or you're needing to get outside and, and run for whatever reason. I love that. Yeah. And so I'll post her, all of her stuff in our show notes so y'all can get in touch with her pretty easily. But I think, you know, just going to people's social media, getting a feel for who they are is really important right now. Totally. Yeah. 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 Any famous last words of wisdom for our audience here? Oh, yeah. Let's see. The biggest thing I just want everyone to know is that if you're having pain and you're struggling and you are not sure where to turn and frustrated that that's so normal and there are so many ways for you to continue doing the thing that you love and get out of pain. And if you feel like you haven't been able to find that resource to get you doing that, I'm so happy to help. I've seen so many clients make that transition and I know it's possible for you. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yes. What a great message right now for people. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Y'all please go check out Catalyst PT, especially on Instagram. Lots of helpful stuff. I've really been loving the running series. I think it's chock full of great education for people. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for having me. This has been yeah, so fun. All right, everybody. Stay safe. Keep moving. And we will talk to you soon. Have a great week.